Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Okay, so a couple things. I, I want to get to two things right now. The first thing I want to do is just throw this out there in the mix. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. Colleen Lindstrom, that's Bradley Trainer. Hey. It is so hot outside. It's real hot. How hot, hot is hot. it? Uh, if you've got one of those hilarious one-liners, give us a call at 651-641-1071. But Bradley, I would also like to close the loop on your iPods. AirPods. <laughs> I know I do that all the time. I always say I want to say iPod or Air earbuds or whatever. No, Colleen, <laughs> in the break, long story short, I misplaced my AirPods. Now, I had completely forgotten that there is a way to locate your yes. AirPods. And uh, Colleen reminded me of that during the break. And I like busted out like, <laughs> oh, my God, Biatch, <laughs> you are so right. And she thought I was being sassy. I did. That, I like, was being like I was saying, like, duh. Like, I already did that, you idiot. <laughs> but no, I was actually super excited because I was like, oh, my God, I forgot I could do that. Yay! They're in my house. They're in my They're in my <laughs> office. So the good news is you don't have to go hunting around. Yes, I thought they cities. were in a rental car. Long story short, yeah. you don't care. Um, but uh, they're not. They're not. They're at home. They're literally in my office. I can see where in my house they are. That's the thing. That's the thing, you guys. Do not underestimate the power of find my whatever. And it can play a noise. So yes, it's in my like horde of an office yes. and so when i go home i'll play the noise and yes. then i'll find them in, in an instant it's the best and so also you. if you really zero in you really can tell the area of your house that you have and left you that just, ding dang thing in. and i think they have to be the pros but you can play just one so if you lose the left one uh then it'll you know tell you where the left That's one is so great i know anyway thank you for the reminder you're welcome and uh thank you why are we here it's so hot well, outside, you guys. Oh. <laughs> it is so hot outside. How hot is it? Thank you, Holly. 651-641-1071. How hot is it? Oh, it's so hot. The cows are producing evaporated milk. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, it is so hot out there. How hot is it? It is so hot. Chickens are laying hard-boiled eggs. <laughs> Six five one six four one one zero seven one. You don't call. She's gonna keep doing. No, this. it's fine. I will say this, and this is not like a one liner, but this is true. I did think about this yesterday. Do you know how many stories we are gonna see on the news today? Oh God, were they fry an egg on the sidewalk? Well, you know, or bake something in a car, or I mean. So the sad the thing blank. is, they didn't used to do this, uh, but they did do it when I lived in Houston. And then you'd come up to Minnesota, uh-huh. meaning in Texas, it's very common yep. in the summer mm-hmm. to have triple digits and, you know, disgusting humidity such that the news guy would go out onto the roof or on the the pavement, crack an egg and it sizzle, sizzle, sizzle. Everybody goes, that's so hot. Mm-hmm. And then you'd come to Minnesota, as I did in 1993. Mm-hmm. And uh, that first winter in February, no, it was January. It was like 43 below. Mm-hmm. And that was before they changed the the below temperature. Remember, they 
changed that whole thing. So things got colder, less cold. Anyway, I have more, no idea what you're talking really, about. No, they I, changed the measurements for below zero like 10, 15, 20 years ago. I think I missed that. Anyway, moral of the story is they would crack an egg because it was so cold and then right. the egg would freeze. Right. Right. But now it's so hot. Climate change. How hot is it? Now we can do both in Minnesota. Um, yes, we can freeze an egg and we can. Should we do that? I mean, do you have an egg? No. No? Okay, well, no. I guess not. I then. feel like I could, we could find an egg. I have I a hard-boiled egg, but that I don't think that'll work. Did, was no. it laid by one of those chickens? Hey, hey you guys, it's so hot How out there. How hot is it? It's so hot, you can wash and dry your clothes at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. It's so hot outside, you guys. How, How hot, hot is, is it? so hot, I bought a loaf of bread, and by the time I got home, it was toast. <laughs> That's a knee slapper. Oh, um, I just hey, like, Colleen. Yeah, huh? It's so hot. How hot is it? I opened a can of chili and then I didn't need to put it on the stovetop to warm it up because it was so hot it was already hot in the can. <laughs> <laughs> Let's workshop that. Okay. Um, what? It's so hot out there. How hot is it? It's so hot Adam and Eve traded their fig leaves for ice cubes. What? I don't think you'd put ice cubes down there. I don't no. think so either. I don't care how hot it is. I've been <laughs> no, really hot right? in my life. I'm never, never so hot that I need no. to put ice cubes on my uh, bits and pieces. Your fig leaf? My um, fig leaf. Okay. I'm going to do one more. Okay. Maybe two. Okay. It's so hot out there. How hot is it? It is so hot I almost called my ex so I could be around something shady. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good one. I, I liked that one. Yeah. I like that one. Oh, you guys. It's yeah. so hot out there. How hot is it? It's so hot. Everyone is wearing sweatpants. Oh, I see. Because the sweat. Because everybody's pants. pants are sweating. Yeah. Can I tell you, speaking of wet pants, <laughs> I um, got Back my pants. Back to that sack. I Oh, God. You are, Sorry, go you are a family show. Go ahead. What? I just love that you're the one going over the line today. Um I spilled coffee on my crotch this morning, uh-huh. oh, not uncommon sorry. behavior, and I thought, you know, I'm going to change my pants. Good idea. But I didn't. Oh. I got them real wet, you mm-hmm. know, like I rubbed the coffee spot, <laughs> Yep. got it real nice and... <laughs> and by the time I got to work, that sucker was dry. No way. Yeah. Because, you know, normally I'd be like, oh, I don't want to walk around with a wet crotch. <laughs> I can't but imagine so... why you think... But it's so hot. It just like, you know how it just evaporates uh, yes. like that? Yes. Oh, well, I'm so glad. I didn't know you were a coffee crotch today. Coffee crotch! Glad you didn't get a rash. Mm, no. You guys, it's so hot today. How, how hot, hot is it? It's so hot. The birds are using oven mitts to pull worms out of the ground. <laughs> hey <laughs> There was a dead crispy worm on our uh, oh, patio see? today. It's, it's like cooked. The, the whole world has become a Ronco. Like literally forget it. Also in Mexico City, there was a hailstorm. Giant hailstorm. It looked like there was like a foot of snow on the ground. I Can you imagine living through a hailstorm no. like that? It looked like there was, was a foot of snow on the ground. It was bonkers. Okay. So anyway, thank you everybody for putting up with my, my dumb jokes. And thanks all for participating. You didn't. I mean, we didn't have um, a choice, but I thought we did actually. No, I meant the listeners. Oh, oh. <laughs> Bradley's like, we are a captive audience. We had to laugh. No, we had it's, to. look, any joy you can take. I told Holly when we were coming in this morning, um, 
I'm not going to complain about this weather Mm-mm. because it's so few and far between. And in like four days, it's going to snow. So I'm fine with it. Is that really in the forecast? No. When we come back on the Colleen and Bradley show, uh, Amber Heard is making the rounds and uh, she's been doing an interview that has been airing in dribs and drabs, as Bradley would say, uh, on NBC. We're going to talk a little bit about that. And honestly, as you know, mm-hmm. somehow we got on a list true. where we are getting the backstage information about Amber Heard. So we're going to share a press release with you when we come back after this on my talk one oh seven one. Well, Amber Heard is uh, doing an interview with Savannah Guthrie that is airing in little bits throughout the week. This is the Colleen and Bradley Show, My Talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. Hello. I think you can also see it. Holly, do you you said something the other day about all the places you can watch this. Is it streaming? Um, I I want to say that you'll be able to see some of it on Peacock, but I think the whole meal deal is airing Friday night on Dateline. That's right. Okay, yep. thank you. It's yes. Dateline, but we're getting dribs and drabs on today. Exactly. And so Amber Heard, as you recall, um, was just part of a six-week-long trial, a defamation trial, with her ex-husband, Johnny Depp. Um, And again, it was a defamation trial, but one of the things, well, the main thing that was really discussed throughout the trial was um, the abuse that she claims she suffered at the hands of Johnny Depp. And we talked a lot. If you were with us, the Colleen and Bradley show during this entire trial, you heard us talking about um, the two places that this trial was occurring in the actual court system, but also in the court of public opinion. And now Amber Heard is taking an opportunity to speak to the public through this interview with Savannah Guthrie. And, you know, every day a little bit comes out about this interview. But what's interesting is as we pull the curtain back, we also received a press release as we have throughout the trial from her people uh, about what their statement is of things that have been happening. Mm-hmm. So I think I want to start with the press release. Yeah. So we got this, I think, on Friday. Mm-hmm. And uh, it says the following. No, I lied. On Monday morning, very early. Oh, it's okay. 630 on Monday morning. And this and it, and and this is how we know that it's uh, an Amber Heard related thing. That the subject is always spokesperson for Amber Heard. So I'm like. Click, click because you know you're going to get an inside scoop and it says the following the below statement from a spokesperson can be used to address any questions you may have related to amber's upcoming television interview basically you can put this in print exactly and so then you'll see a bunch of stories that say a source close to amber heard says blah blah, blah. yeah and then it says we are not taking additional questions at this time Basically, don't reply to this. Ask another question yeah. and think you're going to get anything other than what I'm about to write, which is as follows quote. Johnny Depp's legal team blanketed the media for days after the verdict with numerous statements and interviews on television. And Depp himself did the same on social media. Ms. Heard simply intended to respond to what they aggressively did last week. She did so by expressing her thoughts and feelings, much of which she was not allowed to do on the witness stand. And that, of course, is referring to this interview uh, with Savannah Guthrie that we have been treated to little dribs and drabs about. Now, Bradley, I don't know about you, but I've been paying, I haven't watched all of the snippets of the interviews, but every day I get in my news feed something from mm-hmm. the Today Show mm-hmm. that shares 
one or two large quotes about what she has said. Yeah. And so far, I'm unsurprised by how she is talking about this. What do you mean? Meaning, you know, she she has said from the get-go that this was about her having an opportunity to talk about her experience in their relationship. And that the way that this has played out has silenced not only her voice, but other victims of domestic violence. And she is, I think, doing her darndest to try to explain what it feels like to be inside a relationship that is violent. Yeah. And so the quotes, the big quotes that are being pulled out and shared are big quotes about what that experience was like for her. Mm-hmm. So for example, um, hold on. I want to get the, the today one, the one from today uh, in front of me. Um, but you're talking about, again, just for those of you who might have just joined us, you're talking about the little clips that have been coming out on the Today Show from Savannah Guthrie's interview with Amber Heard. Right, right. And so, you know, for example, like today, she talked about the tapes, mm-hmm. the tapes that she shared. And the and, and I think Savannah, you know, probably is asking her some hard and direct questions about those tapes and what was in those tapes. Because when you listen to those tapes there is an admission of her engagement in the physical violence. And one of the things she said today, and I'm paraphrasing because I don't have the exact quote in front of me, is basically like, yes, we both acted in unkind ways. Yeah, We both were, it was a toxic relationship. But the fact remains that, that I experienced abuse from Johnny Depp. And my telling of my story is my version of my story. That's me paraphrasing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I, yeah. And I think she's, you know, she's worked that as Amber Heard has worked very hard to sort of um, address some of the the criticisms that have, you know, come for her. The, the problem that I have in like, uh, look, I again, I say this because I just I, we live in this world where you need to like caveat everything. I think they both have exhibited toxic behaviors. Mm-hmm. There was, and I think Savannah Guthrie did a good job in at least the clip that I watched, wherein she she says, but the jury was tasked with finding defamation. Right. And they believed Johnny Depp's case. And Amber Heard, to her credit, did everything she could to try to, like, um, you know, bring it back to the abuse that she felt that mm-hmm. she had um experienced but more uh, but she also talks about how the jury believed th- th- there was this argument she seems to have that the jury was swayed by social media yes and i don't buy that I, I i guess that to me is like i i don't think you can prove that and then you're essentially calling the jury's credibility into question right and to do that i think you need to have some proof I'm saying she's got a very uphill battle because, again, the jury had to find one particular thing. Mm -hmm. The court of public opinion has found all sorts of other things to be true, and those things may not all be true. It's just that people watched this trial because it was public and formed their own opinions about her. And I'm sure a lot of that has to do with institutional like sexism and just like there's a lot there to unpack. And I think that she would have a very strong case to make on some of those issues. But that was not the issue before 
the, you know, however many people on that jury. Right. They had a very specific job to do. And she seems to imply that Johnny's attorneys snowed the jury or got the jury successfully to not pay attention to what the actual case was. Yes. So she does say, I don't care uh, what you think of me or judgments you want to make. I don't presume the average person should know these things. I don't take it personally. She said, he, Johnny Depp, is a beloved character and people feel like they know him. He's a fantastic actor. Yeah. And she said that of how the jury responded to him. I can't wait to watch this whole Ooh, thing. I know. I'm going to sit down and watch the whole ding dang thing. And I do believe we should listen to her. Oh, for sure. And her experience. Absolutely. But you did make a good point when we come Dumb people doing dumb things. We love to tell you about them on the Colleen and Bradley show. My talk 1071. I'm Colleen Lindstrom. That's Bradley Trainer. And uh, we have a name for these dumb people doing dumb things. They are crazy, stupid. Idiots. Well then, I guess one could say that's a crazy, stupid idiot. Yeah! Colleen and Bradley present CSI. It stands for crazy, stupid idiots. It sure does. Why? Well, because the world is full of crazy, stupid idiots. Dumb people doing dumb things repeatedly over and over again, oftentimes in the state of Florida. Sometimes other places. Like? Detroit. Michigan. Detroit. Uh, Actually, Dearborn, Michigan, not Detroit. Um, And I want to take you to Dearborn because of... Uh, what's your or your AirPods are? Okay, sorry, go on. That's you gotta listen to the podcast to understand why that's hilarious. What's your AirPods? Um, okay, we need to go to Dearborn, Michigan, because there has been apparently a six hundred and eighty percent increase in hazardous moving violations in the last five months. I don't even know what that means. That means six hundred and eighty percent more traffic violations have occurred in Dearborn in the last five oh, months than previously. Okay. I just didn't wasn't oh, didn't <clears throat> have heard hazardous hazardous moving, moving violations. violations. So I'm going to tell you about one of them. Okay. But um, so uh, apparently a brazen trio of drivers this week caught the attention of the police department for performing burnouts. Burnouts. I think uh, we used to call them something else. Oh, mm-hmm. whipping, whipping, bloopies. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, that's not what you call them, probably. Uh, but uh, but you call them a naughty word. Mm-hmm. But isn't that what we call them? I or think donuts? so. I don't even honestly know what a burnout is. I well, I don't. Is that this, like a? Is that is that like a donut? I almost said the thing I, that we're I, not the bloopies. Say. Yeah. I, I don't think it's quite the same, but it seems like it might be similar. I think you just are like. Oh, no, actually, I think burnouts are where you're like, I don't know how you do that, but like you spin either. the tire treads and then you shoot forward. Okay, so I, this happened. We were at a baseball, one of my kids' baseball games, and right adjacent to the park, somebody did that thing. And I was like, I had no idea what I was listening to. I didn't know people did that. I thought that was just in like Drag Race 50s movies. It's kind of like when, uh, you know, Yogi Bear is trying to run away from uh, the ranger and his feet go. (laughs) (laughs) A burnout, also known as a peel out or a power break, is the practice of keeping a vehicle. See, this is not whipping bloopies. Uh -uh. This is um, (laughs) whipping bloopies. A burnout, also known as a peel out or a power break, is the practice of keeping a vehicle. I know there were people out there listening going, you guys. You're so uh, dumb. The I practice of keeping a vehicle stationary and spinning its wheels. The resultant 
friction causing the tires to heat up and smoke. Yeah, but I don't know how to do that. How either. do I stay still and but spin my wheels? You probably got to have some sort of like, you know. They don't have that feature on the minivan? Is that what I you're trying to tell me? I don't me? think on your hybrid <laughs> On my Chrysler minivan. Pacifica. Or my Mazda. Um, Okay, but so there were some uh, some reckless drivers performing burnouts. Now, again, that's not crazy, stupid idiot. I mean, it's dumb. It's dumb. And it's illegal. But it's where they did these burnouts that earned this trio crazy, stupid, idiot status. Would you like to guess where they pulled their burnouts? Oof. In a cemetery? (laughs) God, that would be... Very unfortunate. In a mall parking lot. No. Think about uh, the worst place to do a burnout. Oh, on a bridge? I mean, yeah. On a bridge? No. Or like... At the police department! Oh, and it wasn't a police officer. No. no. In fact, uh, these th- uh, three reckless drivers are literally in front of the Dearborn Police Department. Like, literally... At the front steps, Mm-mm. pulling burnouts. No. At they, the police station. They knew where they were, right? I mean, it says police department. Oof. When this happened, said the uh, the police chief, I was in my office and I could hear the sounds. Mm. And so were some of my other members of the department, meaning they must have heard the same thing. I literally looked out my window and saw these kids doing burnouts right in front of the police station. He bolted outside. He grabbed their license plate numbers, saw the passengers hanging out of the window, because I don't know if that's a thing, mm. taunting him and anyone else within range. They were taunting oh the police gosh, chief. No. Thankfully, officers quickly tracked down and arrested three people associated with the incident and impounded all three vehicles, two of which, mm. because this is a law in uh, Michigan, if if you're doing something hazardous intentionally with your car, your car is forfeited to police. So now the police own two of those three vehicles. Oh, fun. Mm. Oh, also, they say if you're intent on burnouts and donuts, you've got to be smart about it. I don't know what that means. Um, by the way, donuts... I mean, I'm intent on donuts. It's like a circle burnout, I think. (laughs) Yes, that's my understanding. Um, Oh, I was going to say, have you done a lot of burnouts or donuts in your life? No, but when I was in college... Yeah, whipping bloopies. We did, on a a particularly icy day, we took somebody's very large... It was, I mean, he let us take his truck down to a big parking lot, and we just glare ice, just spinning around like a bunch of idiots. Um, (laughs) Like, we... Anything could have happened. Can I tell you just the, I think it was like last week or the week before somebody, I was walking to my vehicle here at the station Mm -hmm. and I was parked on the street that particular day. Mm -hmm. I walk out onto the street, a car comes uh, barreling down uh, that street Mm -hmm. and there is a parking lot at the end of that street. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what was happening, but they like, just like flew in, flew down to the, the parking lot, did some donuts, like more than one and there were people in the parking lot watching and then they spun out a few times and then hightailed it back down the street at like a high rate of speed and then spun off or drove off are, and i was like was that intentional are people just bored and i don't know but it was kind of weird scary. oof just because you're like walking to your yes. car and all of a sudden pew. That's, you're not expecting that yeah then you uh, made bear your... legs and you went yeah yeah twinkle 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 Oh, that was where, Bradley? Dearborn, Michigan. Okay, we are going to Westmoreland County, Pennsylvania. Okay. 
an Allegheny County man is uh, facing felony charges because he tried to pass off a one hundred dollar bill. Oh, that's you're not supposed to do that. That's real, it was a counterfeit. And uh, he was so he was boarding a plane at the by the way Arnold Palmer Regional Airport. Ooh, refreshing. I, yeah, right. I'm like, do they serve? Was he getting an Arnold do you Palmer? Get Arnold Palmer's right? Arnold Palmer Airport. Palmer. Uh, he tried to pay for his Arnie Palmer with a fake one hundred dollar bill. Now that you know, people do that. It's dumb. Don't do that. Like you're probably going to get caught. But yeah, that's like with all the security measures in place now. Right. That's, I mean, yes, the holding it up to the light, I think, is the security in place. But that's not what makes him a crazy, stupid idiot, right? Because it's dumb, but that's kind of garden variety dumb. It's the excuse he gave for why he did it or how he obtained the bill. Okay, the excuse he gave for why he was like, I was holding it for a friend. I don't know what. Close. Oh, Park Police Chief Henry Fontana said the gentleman who tried to pass off the fake $100 bill said the following as his excuse. He said that the pants he was wearing were not his. And he found a $100 bill in the pocket. I don't know. It's his family's pants. He decided to just do it. Now, um, you guys, I got to tell you something. This happened in Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. Lower Darby. This guy's name is Steven Patterson. Uh, Isn't our Steve Patterson from that area? Yes. Yeah. Steve. You think, no, that's a Steven with a PH. I mean, I do. we just call him Steve, but what's, is, you know? <laughs> you think it was actually I'm Steven just saying, Patterson? I don't know. Hey, Steve, call us. Yeah. Was that you? But I just love that those pants are not mine. Yeah, no, that's a new one. And I have I not found, heard that one before. I found money in the pocket. I'm going to do that the next time somebody finds something in my pants. Right. Hey. Those aren't my pants. Hey. Uh, anyway, uh, now I'm looking for a mugshot. <laughs> yeah, because you think you're going to find Steve all of a sudden. I was just visiting family and I got arrested for my pants. pants. Anyway, uh, yes. Uh, oh, listen to this. The cashier at the snack bar inside the airport noticed that the bill said for motion picture use only. And uh, that's uh, when they oh, so it was off. like a super fake. Yeah, it was super fake. I mean, it wasn't like an intention. Like it was like I just went on Amazon and bought. Yeah. It. Uh-huh. That's hilarious. Yep. So. All right, Steve, where yeah. were you on the yeah, date? Of, uh, maybe it was like flying. Back. And whose pants were you wearing? Yeah. That's the million dollar question. I'm just holding these pants for a friend. I'm just wearing somebody else's pants and they had a bill in them. Okay. Where are we going next, trainer? Um, we are going to Marungle Hill in central north. What is NSW in Australia? New South Wales. Thank you. New South Wales. So Marungle Hill apparently is about 360 kilometers west of Canberra. And uh, this was on Saturday night. Uh, Something happened. Mm -hmm. And apparently a gentleman got drunk, stole his employer's car, and did something to it. It's what he did to his employer's car uh, that earned this story crazy, stupid idiot status. Would you like to guess what this gentleman did? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. uh, And by the way, he's a Vanuatu national. I think what he did, he took his employer's car 
and he ran it through the car wash with the windows down. Oh, I like that idea. Oh, no, yeah. much um, worse. Uh, they uh, took the car out far away and then just left it in the desert. What was the middle part of that? They just took the car. Oh, you just know? took it? Yeah, just took it, drove it, and parked no, it out in the middle of nowhere. It's a little more intentional. Like, he, he, he parked it somewhere he shouldn't have. Mm. He parked it in a lake. He parked it on train tracks. Oh. oh. Yeah, so the guy, who, by the way, doesn't have a driver's license, is not uh, originally, or at least is in Australia on a visa, um, decided to take his boss's vehicle, park it on the train tracks, and the accused has cleared a three to four foot gully, bounced along the grass for approximately 60 meters before hitting the bottom of a track ballast, rocks used to hold the train tracks. The man has hit the track ballast, launched over the train tracks, and landed approximately 10 meters away from the train tracks. He then reversed the car back onto the tracks where it got stuck before leaving uh, the car and going home. Jeez. Oh, Luckily... Luckily, luckily, uh, he you know he left the train the next morning. A uh, car uh, train that was on its way saw the car on the tracks and was able to stop in time, uh, so that it you know the train did not hit and mm. nobody was injured. Mm-mm. Because while he thought he probably was you know uh, doing one for the boss, right? He could have he could have injured a lot of other exactly things and people exactly a local farmer and his tractor helped move the hyundai from the tracks and the train continued upon its journey don't do it when we return on the colleen and bradley show it's time for us to play a little game that game is called the throwback after this on my talk 1071